This is Do Well, Do Good, the podcast from the circle of young entrepreneurs, where we explore how you can have a positive impact in the world from within your large corporate organization. We hear from the Trojan horses, social side hustlers, and the corporate change makers who are on the front line, changing business from the inside by doing well and doing good. I'm Maddie Debney, and on today's show, we hear how Matthew O'Shea from Thomson Reuters founded Thomson Reuters Ticket Aid a corporate ticket allocation website designed to give employees access to exclusive tickets that would otherwise go to waste, whilst raising funds for some fantastic charities. Hi, Matthew. Good afternoon, Maddie. Thank you for coming. So can you tell us a bit more about TicketAid? Absolutely. So exactly as you said, Thompson Reuters TicketAid is a corporate ticket reselling website designed to give employees access to tickets that historically really within organisations have been exclusively reserved for the sales floor or for client invite opportunities, but have not necessarily been made use of at 100%. So what we're doing is allocating those tickets to employees, giving them the option to buy them at face value, and in doing so, raising money for charity. Nice, and how do you come up with that idea? Uh, It takes me back around about two years ago, actually. So, and I'll come on to this later on as well, as part of uh, my background and part of the media and entertainment industry growing up, and I was exposed a lot to concerts, to venues, I'm an avid uh, concert and gig goer myself. About two years ago at the O2 Arena, I booked tickets to go see Ed Sheeran. And we've probably all been in the same scenario where you're eagerly anticipating the tickets going live online. You click the get tickets button and are presented with sold out or you put in a queue. And before you know it, all the tickets are sold out and you have to go to what they call secondary ticket reselling websites. And those ticket reselling websites, they've been uh, presented in the media and the press as ticket touts. You may be familiar with uh, that word or that expression. And they're generally set up in some instances as bots to buy tickets to then resell on these secondary ticket websites at a profit. So I've been to quite a few events, as I'm sure many people listening to this podcast have as well, where you've gone onto the secondary ticket website, bought tickets above face value, and gone to what's been listed as a sold out event. In my particular experience going to see Ed Sheeran, I was literally up with the gods. There wasn't a seat higher than where I was set. And I bought tickets about 300% of, of face value, so paid well above what they should have been. I'm really big Ed Sheeran fan, so I wanted to make sure I, I went to go see him. But I was very surprised to see, certainly at the O2 Arena, such a big arena, so many empty corporate boxes in prime location, some really good seats that real, true fans should have been able to get their, their hands on. And it got me thinking at the time, how can we free up those seats, how can we reallocate those tickets to true fans, give them the option to buy those tickets at face value, we're not profiteering from this, um, and fill the venues, fill the seats for the benefit of the artists, for the benefit of the fans. Tried to learn how to code, to come up with an app, and to try and develop the idea further, and then was presented with an opportunity within my own organisation called Thomson Reuters, to pitch an idea that's particularly creative and innovative in nature that would raise money for charity. Oh, so this is an existing initiative that they had? It is. So internally at Thomson Reuters, um, we have what's called the Catalyst Fund. Um, But before I applied for the Catalyst Fund, I entered, or we entered, what's called the Prince's Trust Million Makers Competition. And every year, the Prince's Trust, one of the UK's largest charities, run a intercorporate 
competition where organisations apply to raise money for the Prince's Trust. They have a six-month window whereby you'll go through as a, as a corporate team a process a bit like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den. You pitch to the Prince's Trust judges um, your idea in terms of how you think you could raise money for, for charity. And part of that, if you're successful with your pitch, they'll grant you 1,500 seed fund. And the idea is you go away with that 1,500, transform it into at least 10,000 pounds over the space of six months. Well, actually, right. it was our first year. No pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, you're under the pressure when you're in front of the judges as well. It's uh, it was certainly my first experience of a Dragon's Den type uh, pitch. But you go away then as a team and think about how you can best invest that money to generate £10,000 for charity. And Ticket Aid was something that I'd had, as I previously mentioned, as an idea outside of work in my own personal life. And I thought, what a great way to raise money for charity. Why don't we transform this into something that could be commercial and potentially in the future could still be commercial in nature, but why don't we transform it into something that's philanthropic, something that raises money for charity. I've been presented with an opportunity to leverage the assets at Thomson Reuters, the technology, the expertise, the entire employee network to create this website. So Ticket Aid was actually one of two ideas that we ran with for the purposes of the Prince's Trust competition. But we were blown away with the feedback we got from employees internally at Thomson Reuters. So much so that our own Kickstarter program that I mentioned earlier, the Catalyst Fund, which is actually headed up by our CEO, Jim Smith. Every month they meet internally to discuss ideas that have been submitted to the uh, internal Kickstarter program. And if you're successful at that pitch, the company, Thomson Reuters, will then invest uh, up to 100,000 US dollars for you to transform that idea into something that we could potentially take to market uh, in a year, two, wow. three years time. So given the employee engagement we had over the five month period for the Prince's Trust, we managed to generate through Ticket Aid alone around about 15,000 pounds for charity. And that was just through our own corporate tickets based in London for our London employee network. And it got us thinking in terms of how could we scope this out? How can we grow this? What's the potential here to make the website even bigger and raise even more money for charity? And as part of that, pitch to the Catalyst Fund, we put together uh, our vision of firstly taking Thomson Reuters Ticket Aid globally to our, our internal network, but then also taking it to clients and making this a really good opportunity for our valued clients, our strategic partners to become partners with us for Thomson Reuters Ticket Aid. And that's the route that I'm currently taking it down, trying to work with our clients uh, to onboard them. So what do I mean by that? Essentially, we're not the only company that have these corporate tickets. We're not the only organization globally to have empty seats at our own hospitality or corporate boxes. The fact of the matter is, unfortunately, clients do cancel last minute. And for whatever reason, those tickets go to waste. So what we're trying to do is take that message to our clients as well and say, Thompson Reuters Ticket Aid is a really good way for you to not only raise money for charity, but you're reducing your own corporate waste. Tickets that would have just been left on the table would not have been used, you're putting those to good use. Not only putting them to good use, transforming that value into a charitable donation. And secondly, and this was a, uh, an impact that we hadn't foreseen actually when we ran our, our pilot phase internally in London, 
but the employee satisfaction and engagement is is incredible. We had a lot of feedback from employees saying this is such a great initiative. Um, I've never seen or had my hands on these type of tickets before and to get them at face value or even less in some instances is amazing. And the fact 100% of my purchase is going to charity is, is a bonus and it's something that's going to make me want to come back to Ticket Aid in the future. So for, for us, our pitch going forward to, to our clients and any other corporation that wishes to um, work with us on Thompson Reuters Ticket Aid and donate tickets is you're reducing your corporate waste you're boosting your employee satisfaction and raising money for charity in the process. And how have you found um, clients to be? Are they receptive? Because obviously different organisations have a different take on mm-hmm. uh, social giving an impact within Absolutely. their sort of commercial. No, you're, you're correct. And it's something that we've had lengthy discussions with, with a couple of our closest uh, contacts at first, bearing in mind um, this is still very new. The idea came about 18 months ago. We ran a pilot phase and really I'm looking to launch this globally and take it directly to our clients within the next couple of weeks. So some preliminary preliminary discussions we had with clients when we were validating the, the need, so to speak, uh, they emphasized uh, the need to choose the charity. So originally, because we were in the competition for the Prince's Trust, all the money raised was going to the Prince's Trust. And it became apparent very early on in those discussions that actually it makes sense for the corporation as a donator, as the owner of the tickets who wishes to donate these to charity, gets to choose that charity that they want to raise money for. So what we've done is, uh, through those conversations, selected uh, a list of six partnering charities that we're in partnership with going forward, at least for the remainder of this year, that we feel address not only a local cause or support, but a global cause um, and also completely different causes. So each of the six charities we're partnering with support different causes globally. Um, And that is a way in which we can then take to our our clients and say, you have a selection of charities here. One of them, I'm sure, is a charity you're currently in partnership with. It's a great way for you to boost your donations for that charity. I think it is a great entrepreneurial story because you couldn't really have developed it if you were outside the organisation. How did you find managing this as well as your normal BAU job? And and do you feel that developing Ticket Aid has helped with your career progression internally? 100%. Um, I think with a lot of internal innovation projects you can get involved with, a lot of the emphasis is on learning and development and not necessarily the, the vocational element of going out and doing it. There's a lot of business plan building, a lot of validating, a lot of PowerPoint decks being built, but actually getting your hands on something tangible and working with it and showing some figures, showing some engagement um, stats is, is the key and certainly has been the key to ticket aid success in particular. Running it alongside the day job hasn't been easy. Uh, My role for the past 18 months was in sales. I was part of the legal business unit at Thomson Reuters as a strategic account director. My clients and accounts at the time were central government accounts, so I had to make sure I kept the likes of the Ministry of Justice happy at the same time as having uh, ticket aid on the side. But I think a lot comes down to the environment you work in. A lot comes down to the openness of the organisation that you work in to really foster and and see uh, these ideas come to fruition. Uh, And that's a a great 
reason why we have the Catalyst Fund. Not a lot of organizations have internal Kickstarter programs. The reason why we founded the Catalyst Fund about four years ago was precisely for that reason, to tease out innovators within the organization, allow uh, our network of employees, the technology we have, the resources that we have to hand, and put the, uh, to, to collaborate on, on an idea and put that to good use. So the most difficult challenge for me running it alongside the day job was having all these different conversations with so many different people across the organization in different countries that I would never have encountered or even thought to contact in my in my day-to-day -day, uh, role and trying to persuade them to work with me on a project that they would have to run alongside their day job as well was particularly challenging but a lot comes down to your own passion in the idea uh, your own ability to sell that and getting their buy-in, as you, as you rightly stated earlier on. I couldn't have done this on my own. I couldn't have done this um, within the amount of time I, we've been running the project. So within 18 months, I would never have been in the situation I am today had I have done that on my own. Had yeah. I tried to um, create my own startup externally to working within my own organization. Don't get me wrong, it still feels like a very startup environment. And that's great because it's creative in nature um, and unlimiting in, in scope. But I w it would have taken me five, six, even longer years to get a fully fledged, built out website ready to take to market if I was going to do that on my own. It sounds like being involved in the Princess Trust and the Catalyst program really accelerated the development of this idea. What advice could you give people that um, want to pursue an idea like this but don't have those resources available internally? Sure, good question. Um, and it, it is just a shame that organisations, many organisations don't have programmes like this in place. Or successful programmes because they're hard to run. They are, they are absolutely. And even those programmes, a lot comes down to sponsorship and buy-in from the organisation. And if they don't see value or worth in that, then it's a non-starter, unfortunately. So my advice would be for organisations that don't have something like this is to really connect with an idea that you're passionate about. Um, the Ticket Aid idea is a prime example of that. This isn't, isn't something that I came about through my day job. It was something that I'd spotted outside of work and got me thinking about how creative we could be to, to solve a problem, essentially, to fill those seats with, with true fans uh, and raise money for charity in doing so. Um, so connect with something that you're passionate about and then think about ways you can bring that within the organization, bring it internally within the organization you work for, the company you work for. And in doing that, it'll get you to think about, okay, what's in it for the business? Because at the end of the day, that's the first question you'll get asked. Okay, great idea, fantastic, but it's not really core to our strategy. Thompson Royce's, we don't sell tickets, we're not a ticket selling website. Um, and getting them to understand that actually, okay, it's not part of our core strategy if you look at it like that. But everything that we're doing with this idea aligns with our core values in trust, partnership, innovation, and performance, what we call our, our trust principles. So connecting with something you're passionate about, bringing it within the organization, and then really identifying how that fits within the mold and the construction and construct of the organization you work in. So connect, identify, find out internally who you would work with on this. That's another question you'll get asked. Okay, if we help you pursue this, what do you need to do? What are your next steps? Who do you need to reach out to? Who do you need to work with? So really identify key people within the organization that you feel can help you achieve this, whether or not it's building a website or creating an event or um, running a charity auction. How do you connect with the right people internally 
and get them to work with you for their next 18, it could be 18 months, it could be six months, it could be three months or even years. Um, so connect, bring it internally, identify who you need to work with and why it's a fit for the business. And then I'd say, sell it. You have to be your own salesman. You can't sit back and rely on the business to run with your idea, essentially. You've got to be the, um, the CEO of your own idea, so to speak. You've got to develop your own brand as the leader of that idea, the leader of the team that's working on this, and go and speak to as many people internally and sell it to them. They will see the passion you have, they'll see the people you're working with, how you've been able to connect the dots, um, and put by then hopefully a very, a very thorough and comprehensive business plan together. Um, so sell it, you have to sell it. I think it helped that I, I had experience in sales before I did that, but if you don't, your own passion and motivation will come through and that's a sale in itself and people will recognize that. And then go and do it, I think. Yep. Uh, you have to go out and do it. You have to- Do well, do good. <laughs> exactly, no, precisely. If you don't, um, it's just an idea. And I, um, I, re I read a great book recently uh, that stated creativity amounts to nothing unless it's implemented. And that's absolutely the case in this situation. If you've got a great idea, something that's uh, well, social entrepreneurship, for example, that's really going to help raise money for charity, do good, um, and leverage the technology and expertise your own organization has, you've really got to understand what that proposition is um, and, 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 and sell it. Exactly. I think that's a challenging uh, part because you can eat, well not easily, but you can come up with an idea that's good for the business, that has commercial value, customer impact value, and you can come up with a social idea that brings uh, positive value to the community. But to marry those two things together mm -hmm. is really, really difficult and it's something that is sometimes slightly unusual in large organisations. How did you go about sort of combining these two I, two parts? Did one come first and then you thought, oh great, I can link it to charity? Or? Mm -hmm. um, so my original idea was primarily allocate these unallocated corporate tickets, get true fans in those seats. The people that are going to have those tickets will be the corporations because they're the boxes, because they're the corporate seats, the hospitality boxes. Um, so that was the original strategy and plan. And, but bringing it internally within Thomson Reuters, I realized, there's so much more we can do with this and being socially aware of the challenges that, that, uh, that the global world faces us, so to speak, and the charities we partner with as an organization, it seemed a natural fit for me to think, well, why don't we marry the two? It's not something we felt comfortable charging clients for. It's not something we felt comfortable um, even charging above face value. If we charge above face value for these tickets, we, we make a profit from this. And that's not what we're doing. We're putting them on at no more than face value and allowing buyers of those tickets to realize 100% of this goes to charity. And in doing so, what we've also created is the ability for them to donate more. So a lot of people have seen these tickets at face value and gone, these are VIP tickets, I'm getting them at face value. I wouldn't have had my hands on these before. It's going to Great Ormond Street Hospital, Princess Trust, Wall Trade, for example. I'm going to donate more on top of that. So we've seen around about in the short space of time we ran it, the 15,000 that I mentioned, 2,000 extra was donated on top of that of people saying it's a, it's, a, it's a charitable cause. So I'm buying the face value. I know that's going to charity, but I want to put more in the pot. Uh, and that's what they're doing. So marrying the two at first wasn't evident, but speaking to the organization, understanding what our core values are, who we're in partnership with from a charity uh, perspective, 
and speaking to eventually who our key sponsors were. We, and that brings me on to the final point of if I was to give advice, I mentioned connect, identify, sell, actually go out and do it. And the final one for me would be to find those key sponsors. At the end of the day, if you don't have someone within the organization to back your idea, to say, yep, I'm going to put my name to that project. I want to see it succeed. I want to resource that project. If you don't have a key sponsor that can do that, unfortunately, as we've seen with a lot of really great, creative, innovative ideas, they don't go any further than that. And they become a project, they become an exercise, but nothing more than that. And it's never implemented. So the way in which certainly I found success in, in getting it to the stage where Ticket is at today is identifying three key sponsors that were senior enough to put me in touch with the right people and potentially with that end goal in sight of transforming this into something we actually implement, who would be good sponsors and could back that idea and resource that idea. So I brought in our global head of corporate responsibility and inclusion. Um, she was the, a lady called Patsy Dewar. She was the lady that brought to our attention all the partnerships we have with charities uh, and to strike conversation with those partners, partnerships and identify key charities we'd want to engage with for this initiative. And then secondly, David Craig, uh, Vice President of our financial and risk business. He has been fundamental and so influential in getting the project to where it is today. He maintains a lot of relationships with our biggest financial institution clients um, and he's been personally involved with this project to the extent that he eventually turned around back the idea uh, and transformed Ticket Aid into a full-fledged uh, project that we're taking to market in the next couple of weeks um, and has ultimately created a, a brand new role within the organization that I'm now in the position to say I'm working on this project full-time. Um, thank you as a proposition director for, for Ticket Aid. And that's something I never imagine, imagined. And I honestly think the way, uh, the journey it's taken from ideation through to implementation has been because of the key sponsors we identified, the ongoing conversations we were having with those sponsors, and being quite strategic with who you speak to about it, who you're engaging at a senior level. Um, because they have to put their resources to it at the end of the day. And if they don't see value in it within their own cost center, if they don't see value in putting their own resources into this project, um, then unfortunately, no matter how good the idea is or how well it's, it's going to do, even for charity, unfortunately, a CFO will come knocking on the door and say, well, where, where, what's the revenue uh, figures here? What, what, what growth are we going to see from this? And what's next for this year? So very exciting. 11 months um, in now. Yep, so 11 months remaining. I'm only four days into this role. Um, so I've kind of been working hard to develop a roadmap for the rest of the year to understand exactly where we want to be with our charity partners. I mentioned we have six of them, uh, being WaterAid, Princess Trust, Great Ormond Street Hospital, uh, International Rescue Committee, Women's World Banking, and Thompson Reuters Foundation. So they're the six charities we're working with. And my first point of call, at least, is to foster that relationship with the charities, work with the charities to understand who from their corporate boards, who from their corporate networks would really like to get involved with this and identify key targets. Um, we've already had a couple of names on the table that we'd really like to go and have a conversation with alongside the charity. So don't forget the charities are, are benefiting from this themselves. Uh, any donation that the corporations that we onboard make 
goes directly to the charity. So it's a mutual interest, it's a mutual benefit, uh, and that's why on the website, on the landing page, we have it's a everybody wins scenario because employees are satisfied, the corporations are, are raising money for charity, reducing their corporate waste, and ultimately the charities are benefiting from this as well because they're receiving some great funds raised in a creative, innovative way. I don't think there's anything out there that's doing this at the moment, so it's exciting to be part of that, and that's where I'll be uh, taking it throughout the course of this year, going global and hoping to make as much as we can in the process for charity. Great, well, fantastic to hear about that all the best for this year. I think it's a great example uh, for the circle of young entrepreneurs about how you can be creative and in innovative, yet still think about the business benefit mm -hmm. when it comes to creating a new idea and delivering a project. If you've enjoyed listening to us today, please subscribe to our podcast or check us out at circleofyi.com. Mm -hmm.